Well, today we, as I said, begin this awesome celebration of Pentecost. And this is a time where we as a church can recall and, and, and ask the Lord that He reminds us all that today is the day where He gives His Spirit, but we, we recall that moment that happened 2,000 plus years ago. We re- remember that moment where the Holy Spirit in the upper room descended upon the apostles, as we heard in our, in our first reading, the Acts of the Apostles. And but we recall that moment, but we're not just called to recall it or invited to recall it. We're, in co- we're invited to, to step into it. We're invited to each of us here have a personal experience of the Pentecost. For each of us. And in our, in our reading, in our first reading from Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, it says here that they were gathered in one place. So Jesus had them gather in one place. It's like we as a church are gathered here in one place. We gather as community. So he's already saying that there's something about Pentecost that is communal. There's something about Pentecost that creates community. And then he says, the word, I like it, it says, and suddenly there came this strong driving wind. So that word suddenly saying it's unexpected often. How often do we each, in different ways throughout our day, throughout each week, experience that suddenly, unexpected encounter with God? So we gather as community, and every day we're in community in different levels and, and degrees and ways. Work community, you know, your, your immediate family, that's a community. Uh, we as a church, St. Robert's is a community. But in the midst of these communities, there's those suddenlies. There's those unexpected moments of God. There's God moments. There's these kisses from heaven. There's these moments where God wants to give Himself in the midst of that community. And it says like a strong driving wind. When I think of wind or anything like that, what came to mind as I prayed through this reading is just like, you, you know, if there's dust, as I said in the beginning of Mass, if there's dust covering a beautiful picture, you can't see the picture if it has levels of dust upon it, right? And so as we come together here, God sends that strong driving wind as we gather as community, that strong driving wind, the Holy Spirit, one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to blow the dust off, to awaken us to the true beauty that we encounter in each other. And to see, you know, there might be you know, haze upon our eyes, if you will. The Holy Spirit wants to take the scales from our eyes like He did with with, with Saul, who became Paul. And Paul was able to see Jesus after the Holy Spirit came upon him. And the Holy Spirit came upon Saul and he became Paul. After he was prayed over, every one of us here need to have a fresh dusting, if you will. We need to be dusted off. We need to be clean our eyes of our, of our hearts. That we can experience creation as God desires it to be experienced. You know, what is contemplative prayer? Think of this. Contemplative prayer is contemplating God through creation. When I see you, my intellect should connect me to God. Unless I'm 
really dusty, where I got a lot of blurred vision. And so God wants to use our intellect, connect creation with the Creator. The Holy Spirit enlightens the intellect to see God's face and reflection in the created order. Because when I recognize creation as a revelation, creation reveals the Creator. Who made the creation? God the Creator. How did He make it? Through His Word. How does God speak His Word to us today? Through creation. I see creation and I hear in the birds singing on the tree. If I don't got dust in my ears, I hear God's beauty. When I see my spouse, my children, uh, my co-workers, I, I, I can make the link. I link my experience of the community to the Creator. This is a very important gift that the Holy Spirit enables us to experience. And it says here, you know, we read in our song, Lord... Send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. I I heard that word face differently. Renew the face. You know, when I look at your face, I could kind of see whether you're saying, Father, get to the point, or you're saying, what is he trying to say? Or I look at your face and I see there's interest. I see in your eyes a, a desire to learn, a desire to learn more and capture the gospel. And, and, and I see in some of you tiredness. I see in some of you, maybe you're hungry. Or some of you during the Nebraska games are thinking the game's going to start, hurry up. There's all kind of experiences I have when I look into your face. But this says, Lord, send your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Meaning, when I see the face of creation, whether it be a human being, a flower, a bumblebee, a bird, a grass, a, a mountain, a sunset, a, a, a poor person sitting on the street. When I see the face of creation, because of the Holy Spirit, He says, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Meaning, I see in the face of creation, the face of the Creator. I start to experience the Creator through creation. Contemplative prayer. I contemplate God through creation. So this is the gift that the Holy Spirit is wanting to give us each, I believe. And in this strong wind, if you will, dust us off to be able to, to see Him reflected in, in creation. And it says here, it says, the Holy Spirit rested on each of them. That's another important thing is every one of us need to have our personal Pentecost. Every one of us need to experience the Holy Spirit in a personal way so that when I am in community, I recognize the face of God. And it says here, it rested on each of them. And then it says they began speaking in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. And then at the end it says, we heard them speaking of the mighty acts of God. The Holy Spirit lands upon each of our souls, the person of the Holy Spirit. We receive Him. We we receive Him so that we can proclaim the mighty acts of God. 
so that we can proclaim the mighty acts of God. And what happens there? It says those who weren't yet receiving the Holy Spirit, those who didn't yet receive this Holy Spirit, it says they were confused. They were confused. But it also says they were astounded and in amazement. What's the mighty act of God that creation proclaims? What's the mighty act of God that all of creation proclaims? Whether it be a marriage, a family, your workplace, whether it be a piece of grass, a cow, a frog, a a mosquito. What is this basic mighty work of God that all of creation proclaims? That we're called to look and see and recognize It's the Paschal mystery. Everything lives, everything dies, and everything is recreated through the power of the Holy Spirit. The the grass, the grass is living, the grass will die. And in the new creation, God will recreate all of His created beauty. You, me, we live, we die, we will rise. All of creation follows the pattern of the life, death, and resurrection of the one who created it. Everything was created through the Word. And everything follows the pattern of the Word. Who became one of us, lived among us, walked among us, died, and rose to new life. We as contemplatives, we as people of of the faith, we, through our minds, can see in all of creation, we can ponder, we can reflect on this mystery of life, death, and resurrection. Every day we have life, death, and resurrection. You know, you know uh, an example of this is uh, as simple as I just want to make sure I get it right. Tony and Kathleen Sybil, right? They celebrate their 50th anniversary today. Let's give them a hand. So they're, they're now my Pentecost prop, all right? They were married 50 years today. Now, there were a lot of life, death, and resurrections going on in those 50 years, huh? It takes a lot of dying. You know, we live in order to die to self. We, in loving, we die. We lay down our lives, our egos, our, our, our agenda, our way of thinking. Um, we lay down our interest to maybe do this when she wants to do that or he wants to do that or the kids want this. We lay down our lives. We die. We live the, they live the Paschal mystery. The Holy Spirit empowers them to live out the mighty act of God. That's what the the reading we just read, it says here. We hear them speaking in their own tongues of the mighty acts of God. They're speaking of this life, death, and resurrection of the one who made them. They're reflecting the, the Lord. The Holy Spirit always makes present the Lord. The Word becomes flesh through them. And so, they are a witness to us. And they aren't just isolated from the rest of the community. Their witness draws us deeper into 
this mystery of the life, death, and resurrection of the Lord. And you know, and, and what's going into our, our second reading here, it just simply says, it says, Live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desires of the flesh. Meaning, you know, the desires of the flesh, he, Paul gives the whole list there in Galatians 5. But he says, don't do this, but do this. Meaning, don't be immoral, impure, lustful, or sorcery, hatred, on and on. And then he says, but be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, generous, faithful, gentle, self-control. He's saying, he don't just say, don't do this. He says, don't do this, but do this. Meaning, live as you were created to live. Meaning, step into the truth of who you are. We are, through our baptism, other Christs. So Paul's saying, update your mind, update your mind to correspond with the truth of who you are. And he says, when you are being jealous, um, envy, drinking bouts, factions, dissensions, he says, when you're doing that, you're not living in in line with who you are. You're not living as other Christs. And he knows it without the Holy Spirit, because notice, those are all called fruits of the Spirit. When we each receive the Holy Spirit, we naturally start to live out those Christ-like characteristics. We display them. And, you know, Tony and Kathleen could have not been married for 50 years if they didn't in some way experience, you know, love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are fruits of the Spirit that each of us, each of us ask for. Like, so here at Mass, let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to give us these fruits. To give us these fruits. And we're not going to be able to live out Jesus and the fruits of the Spirit if we don't ask for the power to do it. We need to ask for the power to do it. And we confuse the world, as the first reading says. They were confused. How can you be patient with somebody that hurts you? How can you be patient with that person? How can you be patient with somebody that drives you crazy? How how can you be joyful when when you lost your job? How can you be joyful? How can you be kind when people are mean to you? That's confusing to the world because when you're unkind to me, I get angry, I get hurt, and and, then we just see, well, we give the same thing back. It confounds the wise of the world when people can be still patient and kind and loving in the midst of violence and evil and hatred. It's confounding. It's confusing. But when we do that, we appeal to Christ in others. When I'm joyful, when I'm, according to the world, I should be sad when I get sick or I lost my job or whatever. I should be sad. I should be depressed. But according to Christ, we don't just stay there in sadness and loathe and say, well, pity, woe is me. We witness to the world of the mighty act of God. 
Okay, right now I'm going through a death. Well, I live and I'm dying right now, but I will rise. God will rise me out of that. See, again, so as a people of faith receiving the Spirit, yes, we live, but we live to lay our lives down. And when I'm laying my life down, and when I'm being joyful, when I'm supposed to be sad, that's a crucifixion. When I'm, when I'm being kind, when others aren't kind to me, that's a crucifixion. But I'm doing that because I know there's a resurrection coming. I know that I will rise. I know that others will see that and experience the mighty act of God that's happening through me by the power of the Holy Spirit. Their marriage. It's a mighty act of God. It's a mighty act of God. It appeals to every one of our hearts to want to imitate God living His life through their life. We want to imitate fidelity that they've experienced. I want to imitate the gentleness and kindness and beauty that they've shared with each other. They witness to God. But again, it's costly. It's going to cost. It costs sacrificial, the crucifix. So as we, as we you know, continue Pentecost, we are part of renewing the face of the earth. By being visible displays of God in the world. And expect, expect the cross. But if you're not afraid to die, you'll experience the resurrection. And other people will experience resurrections because of you. So, again, you know, I want to thank you all for your love and in the many ways every one of you here sacrificed for each other and, um, and in a special way Tom and Kathleen thank you for your witness to us your love for us and um, if anything today we need witnesses that love is for real and right here is a good if anyone doesn't believe in God look at these two huh? it's, it's impossible to live married love the way God designed it without his power and his spirit and, and this couple here is saying, he's real. Look at us. <laughs> he's real. Looks like tonight, the sky.